Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Not what we say about our blessings, but how we use them is the true measure of our thanksgiving. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself, for a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and today the theme for our show is the gift of thanksgiving. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a no- top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Be The Star You Are has launched Operation Hurricane Matthew Relief to get books to the victims uh, in the United States, the victims of this devastating storm. If you can help us help them, please visit www.bethestarur.org to make a donation and or get more information. We are shipping to Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. Please help us help those in need. So in this first segment, we have Caitlin Darrow with us with a new gift of giving segment. Hi, Caitlin. Wow. Well, hi, everyone. Um, it has been such a long time since I've been on this show, and I'm just so happy to be back today on Express Yourself. Um, Yeah, I just remember I used to be on this amazing radio show almost every single week, and I'm so excited, and I just can't wait to start reporting again. Since today's show is focused on Thanksgiving and being thankful, I am going to be sharing with you how to practice gratitude or thankfulness. Um, I tend to use the words interchangeably. For the month of November, I have been keeping a gratitude journal. So I know some people online have been taking the thankfulness challenge on social media. So it's pretty similar to that. It's just the basic idea is you're supposed to think of one thing that you're grateful for every single day. So it can be something very basic like air to breathe or your favorite restaurant. Uh, It doesn't have to be too complex or serious. Um, It's a really actually pretty fun challenge. And I wholeheartedly encourage everyone listening to take part in this movement and try challenging yourself by thinking of something that you're grateful for every single day. I recommend writing them down along with the date because when I was having days where I wanted to complain or if I was feeling a little bit self-centered, I could look at my list and I could recognize that there are just so many reasons to be happy and we have so many things to be grateful for in this world. I think it would be a good idea to share a few dates from this month and tell you what I was thankful for during the month of November when I started this challenge. Then if you decide to incorporate more thankfulness into your life, you can kind of see the format that I used and maybe it can help you get started. 
Of course, you can modify and document your list however you want, but here is a little bit of mine. So on November 1st, I wrote that I am thankful for loving friends who support me. On November 5th, I wrote that I'm thankful for diversity and hearing others' ideas and opinions. And then on November 8th, I wrote that I'm thankful for 800 Degrees Pizza in downtown Los Angeles. That is my absolute favorite pizza place. So it just goes to show (laughs) that, yeah, your list does not have to be serious. You could even put down that you're thankful for pizza because... Um, I know that I'm really thankful for pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I oh, hope yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think we all love pizza. So it doesn't have to be um, really complex or serious. Um, and so now that you've heard a little bit of my list, I challenge all of our listeners to do the same. And I really, really hope that you will. Gratitude can and should be practiced beyond November And for those who are thinking that they're not capable of doing this or that it's going to be really hard to come up with something every single day, I promise that you can. I mean, I feel like at least before I took this challenge, I complained a little too much. Uh, I wasn't sure if I could think of something to write down every single day. I wasn't sure if I could really recognize that. But it was was super intimidating to start. Um, And I think it's just it was really hard because I don't oftentimes stop to think about all the great, wonderful, beautiful things that I have in my life. And we most certainly should. We should really take a moment to think about all of those awesome things and to recognize it. And I think that a gratitude journal is the perfect first step. So I hope that this is something that I can continue doing even beyond November because I kind of started it in November since November is typically the month that people recognize things that they're thankful for and kind of ties in with Thanksgiving. Um, But I really want to start to make gratitude a part of my daily life because it really helps open up your eyes when you recognize all the amazing things that you have in your life. I think it's encouraging to remember that we are the masters of our own mind. So you can choose to complain about the negative things happening in the world or you can be grateful for all of the incredible joyful things. Having a more thankful mindset definitely helped me identify all the blessings that surround me on a daily basis. That is um, definitely needed for the show tonight. I think um, that this was a great segment to start off with. Um, I feel like we definitely need more of that in our lives, more thankfulness, more um, opportunities to really take the time to reflect back on what we have in our lives because I'm sure it has been a very stressful month for everybody and then we're coming up on Christmas which is another awesome time to get together with our family and recognize what we all have in our lives as well but I think keeping a journal is especially an awesome awesome idea to keep track and just kind of take the time to reflect on what you have in your life and and maybe even future things that you would um like to be thankful for or something um just a way to be positive especially with all the negativity going around at the moment um but are there other ways to express thankfulness through uh instead of um, just a journal is there another way that you could you could do this yeah definitely i mean i think that a journal is definitely my favorite tool and it's been really helpful in my personal journey but um just because i think there's something really special and powerful about putting words on paper and just simply filling in the blank of 
I am thankful for blank, you know, whatever it is for that day was extremely beneficial for me. And also, like I mentioned, I really enjoy going back and reading my messages from past days. It's a great way to remember. Um, But I think another thing you could do is just declare it verbally. So it might feel kind of silly at first, but I think just looking in the mirror and listing things that you're thankful for is a great way to practice gratitude um, every single day. And just saying those positive affirmations can be um, really, really beneficial. I'm also a big fan of sticky notes <laughs> when you're feeling good. Um, I, I, sticky notes are great for studying, just for, for everything. But um, in this case, uh, I was going to suggest that just by writing down something, you could look in the mirror and just find something that you're thankful for, that you're grateful for. And um, sticking it up, up on your mirror, I think, can really help on days that you don't feel as happy or as confident, that little note is just an awesome reminder of what you like and what you're thankful for. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like, I I feel like it's the nice thing about journal writing and then maybe using sticky notes as well, as you mentioned, is that I feel like words have a lot of power over us human beings, you know, that's how we communicate. And like, that's how we express ourselves, essentially. So it's, it's great to be able to use that factor, you know, the influence that words have over us to influence ourselves to you know um be more humble and also definitely feel good about ourselves and like the way we live our lives and I think that's just you know the method that the methods that you've mentioned so far are like really terrific for um specifically you know galvanizing ourselves through words um and tying back the um you know thankfulness and like the theme of just being thankful and having these daily thoughts back to our segment today. Uh, Caitlin, what are you thankful for right now today? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, today I am just really thankful to be back on Express Yourself in this moment. I'm just so happy to be speaking with you guys today. This is such a loving and supportive community from our producer to our director to you guys the hosts and the reporters everyone is just so loving and kind and I'm so happy to be back in such a motivating uh, environment yeah it's great to have you back thank you so much we always love having our entire team on together it's the best yeah, and you know, like, like I, I'm definitely newer here, so um, <laughs> we probably haven't met. Well, you're already, standard. you're already yeah. part of the family, so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's great that you could join us, and this has like been super fun <laughs> so far. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So and I know everybody has like their own traditions, really, for Thanksgiving. People break the wishbone from the turkey. People go to certain places, um, visit certain family members. What are some of your favorite uh, traditions that you have or any tradition that you have for Thanksgiving? Yeah, it's funny because, well, I know this whole show is really about Thanksgiving today. And while I think Thanksgiving is an awesome holiday because you get to come together with your family and eat Mm -hmm. food. And I think in today's culture, um, people kind of disregard that and I know just in my own household, we're all so busy and, you know, I go to school. I actually live in California and so my family's in New Jersey. So I'm really looking forward to going home and seeing my family again after being away from them for a little while. So I think just the tradition of coming together 
is really, really nice. Um, but also, uh, I think another kind of funny tradition, I don't know if I would necessarily call it a tradition, but I've been a vegetarian now for um, a pretty long time, since like middle oh, wow. school. So I want to say like six years. So um, I always kind of like <laughs> complain about Thanksgiving and like the aspect of like all the turkeys and stuff. Oh, and, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm always like posting on social media. I'm like, poor turkeys. But um, obviously, like I'm so grateful for my mother who was like slaving away in the kitchen and cooking that day. And so I try not to I try not to complain too much. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I always think that's kind of like a funny aspect. <laughs> that's got to be um pretty interesting to see all the different traditions that people have who aren't vegetarian I you've got guts I don't think I could ever do that <laughs> <laughs> I know and especially now living um in California I don't know if it's something about California but I've met a lot of vegetarians and I've also oh, same. Yep, there's, a yeah. lot. there's a <laughs> so lot. many vegans oh and there's like vegan restaurants and and so mm-hmm. it's been like a very supportive um it's a big community business. But yeah, it's uh, it's it does take some willpower. It's oh, yeah, interesting. <laughs> That's what's crazy about it. But thank you so much, Caitlin, for being on this segment with us. We really loved having you on the very first segment because that was a great uh, a little reading that you had for us, which was awesome. But we are out of time, and and it was wonderful to discuss Thanksgiving with you and hearing about your um, traditions and. Um, you know what what Thanksgiving is to you. So during the break, uh, be sure to check out our positive our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for Be the Story War 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. And also go check out uh, Caitlin Darrow's Angels of God Charity. I think that will be a wonderful thing to check out, especially in this season and with Thanksgiving coming up. I am Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Support our show and these amazing segments by donating to the Be There You Are charity that brings you this program. For more information on how to do this, go to bethestarur.org and follow our blog. Again, that website is bethestarur.org. Don't go anywhere as we continue our talk about the gift of Thanksgiving. The later it gets, you're listening to Voice America Kids. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The positive message outreach program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. 
Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. This week's topic is all about the gift of Thanksgiving. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Today, we have a special guest with us. Lee Ann Mancini is currently an adjunct professor at South Florida Bible College and Theological Seminary. She has taught Bible study for over 10 years. Lee Ann graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Religious Studies from Regent University in 1990. Um, and she has a Master's in Bibli- uh, Biblical and Theolo- uh, Theology Studies from Knox Seminary School uh, from 2014. And she's got a Master's in Christian Studies from Trinity Evangelical Divinity School uh, from 2014. She's also received her certificate of completion from the Ravi School of Apologetics, and her multiple award-winning series, Adventures of the Sea Kids, is a 32-page picture book series that helps to encourage children to have a foundational, lifelong relationship with Jesus while being kind, caring, and loving to others, trusting Him during difficult times. The fish pray to Jesus, and there is a hidden Christian symbol on each page which children and parents love to find. And we are thrilled to have her with us. Hello, Leanne. Hello, thank you for having me. Of course. So could you introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about you and your family? Okay, well, I am married with two adult children, 25-year-old son and a 24-year-old daughter. Awesome. And I'm, uh, I live in Boca Raton, Florida. And I'm just uh, happy to be on your show and excited to talk to your viewers about being thankful because I have so much to be thankful for. The Lord has blessed Mm -hmm. me abundantly uh, for my salvation, for my abilities and my gifts, and to be able to uh, try to reach out to the lives of children to bring them closer to Christ so that they too will be thankful for their gifts and the provisions he gives to them. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, we're super excited to have you on the show with us today. Thank you. Yeah, I'm happy it's to great be to here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's you know, um, it's definitely like you with with like your writing career and then your family as well. You know, it's definitely you must have a lot to be thankful for. And so uh, you write uh, these children's books uh, to help kids, you know, find the right path in life. But have you always wanted to write since like your childhood? Well, not really. Um, this came about later in life, and so I, I would like to let your viewers know that it's never too late to um, start a new dream. Mm-hmm. Um, I would all, I always wanted just to be a mother and to raise my children and to raise them with good Christian values and be a volunteer and help others. And then I felt when they were little, I couldn't find materials that really showed them how to pray to Jesus and have a relationship with him. I found a lot of books that talked about Jesus and told about various Bible studies, but they didn't actually, you know, teach these children how to pray to God and pray to Jesus during a difficult situation to rely on him to take care of them um, and to be kind and nice to others. And so I started, I wrote these books when the kids were very little. Uh, five and three and so here I am now a writer and I went back to school got my degrees and I felt the Holy Spirit telling me we really want you to do these books and so between the the prompting of the Holy Spirit Jesus and God I got the books out and uh, started working on publishing them oh wow that's awesome how did your uh, journey go with publishing can you tell us a bit about that 
Yeah, so when I first wrote these stories, uh, I had a lot of family members and friends, of course, say, oh, these are wonderful, you have to get them published, and this was you know, 20 years ago, there was no such thing as self-publishing, so I had to go mm-hmm. to the major houses, and I would send them the manuscripts, and I would get rejection after rejection. I just assumed that that wasn't something God wanted me to do, and I set those aside, and then again, as I said, I went back to college, got my degrees, and I kept feeling the Holy Spirit prompting me. So I took the manuscripts out, um, and I could read—I could see why they were rejected. There's quite a few grammar errors, and I had yeah. to learn how to write all over again. And you do that when you go back to college, and you have to write term papers. You learn how to write again. Yeah, <laughs> so definitely. So I, <laughs> I took them out, dusted them off, polished them up, and then now it's God's timing. I'm so thankful, again, for God, because it's all in His timing. Um, you can self-publish now. Uh, so mm-hmm. I felt that this was the time that I should self-publish. That way I would retain control over the material. And mm-hmm. uh, this, I also want to raise money for Christian children's charity. So this would lo- allow me to get a greater, um, retain the proceeds, a greater amount of the proceeds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. And I'm so yeah. thankful that um, I can self-publish. Wow, yeah, definitely. And like, it's, you know, self-publishing especially has like this ring of kind of independence to it. And where like, when you really believe in something, you definitely want to like, um, really go through with your message instead of, you know, maybe having to edit your works through a larger, more mainstream publishing house. And so uh, that brings us to the question, do you do you write full time or do you have other jobs as well? Like if you have other jobs, uh, what are they and what is your favorite one? <laughs> okay, I, I don't write full time, although I would love to be able to do that. But I, I teach at South Florida Bible College and Theological mm-hmm. Seminary in Deerfield Beach. Uh, I teach undergrads. And right now I'm teaching the prison epistles, so I have that's one job I do. And then, again, publishing, it takes up a lot of time um, to make sure you're publishing your books properly, getting them out in the market, um, mm-hmm. get from, you know, from content to manufacturing to advertising. Um, it's a lot of work, so I do that. And I'm also back in school for my third master's uh, for oh, Christian nice. Classics. So I'm, I have my hands full in addition to, I still have, you know, my, take care of my husband and my household mm-hmm. and, um, and my children, even though they're grown, they're still my children. So I still have to do things for them. So I don't have a lot of time for writing. I would like to, um, possibly, uh, write an adult, um, book down the road. I have ideas for it. It would be common sense is not common anymore because I keep feeling that Holy Spirit leading me in that theory and, I would be so thankful to the Lord if I was able to do that because he has blessed me and in many ways. Mm-hmm. But we'll, I just I go by his lead because I know if I do that, if I'm in his will, that I'm doing well and not my will be done, but thy will be done. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So you actually, uh, earlier, you just said that you had some charities that you really wanted to donate your proceeds to. What charities did you have in mind? Well, I've donated to um, the mission, um, it's uh, International Mission uh, Deo, I believe it is. I'm sorry, I'm trying to draw a blank on the name of it. Um, that's locally here in Lake Worth. Uh, they take care of um, children and families who need help here and also in, I believe, Guatemala. I also give to four kids of South Florida 
which is um, an adoption. They What they do, it's from Calvary Chapel. They make sure that every child that's in foster care gets a permanent loving home with a Christian family. So I donate to them also. Um, I've donated quite a few books. I donate, uh, there's another organization that's run by a young um, young teenager in Michigan and I believe it's called SKIP, S-K-I-P or SHIP, S-H-I-P. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the title, but she also does uh, a lot of work with families that need help. So we just sent her um, 100 books for her to fill her baskets for the holidays. So, and I've also donated some funds uh, to the um, uh, four kids of South Florida also. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Wow, you know, like... You should, oh, fun fact, um, we actually, the the um, program that allows us to have this Express Yourself uh, radio is actually um, a literacy charity as well, Be The Star You Are, uh, just a quick spawn here, and we do the same type of thing, so it's, it's really awesome to, like, have another person who is really focused on spreading literacy and, like, you know, donating these books as well, so thank you for everything you've done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so- so happy to do so. Um, you'll have to send me some information. Maybe I can donate some for your charity as well. I'd be happy to. Oh, that'd oh, be definitely. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. You're and welcome. so <laughs> And so this brings us kind of to like, you know, the message of the books and like how, you know, we do want to spread literacy for kids especially. And so Especially with today's society, you know, we have a lot of things going on. It is kind of a rough world out there. So what major issue do you think parents face today in kind of raising their kids and, you know, making sure that they steer clear of a lot of the troubles of the world? That's a big question. Uh, There's a lot, a lot of troubles in the world. There's a lot of uh, evil influences, uh, principalities and powers that we don't see, that play behind the scenes, that attack our children's mind and hearts. And this is one of the main reasons that I am so thankful that I could do this series, this children's series that the Lord has allowed me to do this. We need to start reaching little ones when they're little. Uh, 90% of their brains develop before the age of five. They learn all their cognitive abilities in addition to their emotional attachments. Uh, They learn about love and compassion, understanding. Mm -hmm. And they learn about relationships. The little ones should be saying, I love mommy, Jesus, and daddy all in the same sentence. That's what I'm hoping these books do. I hope that when you build that strong foundation in Christ, then the rest of the house that's being built through the years as they grow up stands strong and firm in the Lord. We have a lot of uh, our youth that are falling away even after going to Christian um, schools and Christian colleges and they're falling away and we need to build that strong foundation. It starts very young. Jesus, uh, Jesus said, let the ch- little children come to me. It's so paramount that we get these type, th- this type of products and these books into these children's hands where they learn how to give thanks to Jesus when he helps them, to be kind to their brothers and sisters or their friends at school and be respectful to their teachers and to their parents Mm -hmm. and to seek Jesus when they're in times of trouble, when they're in hurt or they're in need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So uh, what was one thing that you really want your readers to know about you, Leanne? 
that this is God's mission. I'm on my my life is dedicated to Him. Mm-hmm. I am so thankful and I'm so appreciative. I give thanks to the Lord for all the wonderful works He has done, all the gifts He has given me, and the abilities and the blessings. And the, what I want them to know is I'm doing this out of love for Christ and for the Father and to obey and for Him to say one day, "Well, well done, faithful servant. I've uh, given you little to do. Now let me give you so much more." Um, our, our books, if you'd like to see them, they're on glmpublishing.net. And that GLM Publishing stands for God Loves Me Publishing. So it's, it's all for the Lord. It's all for His glory um, to, to do the Great Commission to make disciples. And we need to start doing that by starting with the little ones first, building that strong foundation. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Leanne, for joining us on this, on this segment. But she is not going anywhere. Tune in for the next segment where we will have Leanne back for another one. During the break, everyone, be sure to check out her website and check out the books that she has written at www.glmpublishing.net. The GLM, again, stands for God Loves Me Publishing.net. And also visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, blogs, and more. Also, please visit our charity site at the B- BTS, uh, sorry, be the star you are.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Stay right here as we continue our amazing conversation about the gift of Thanksgiving. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. Show the world your smile Be the star you are If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. Today's topic is the gift of Thanksgiving. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. We have Lee Ann on another segment with us. And Lee Ann is a Christian author. Her Adventures of the Sea Kids is a multiple award-winning series uh, promoting Christian values for children. These books are great tools for parents, teachers, and all who teach children the love of Jesus. She also speaks to women groups regarding the redemptive power of the gospel uh, represented through the types of brides of the church. Uh, Thanks, Leanne, uh, for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. 
Yeah, um, it's it's been great so far. Uh, we did have an informative um, segment just now about you know what paths parents should steer their uh, steer their children on, and you know how exactly to really become a writer, even if you're doing it later in life or you haven't always started out wanting to be a writer. Um, and so we know that you've written a bunch of wonderful books for kids to really um, be able to steer them in the right way and kind of have them follow a good path in life. So of all the books you've written, which is your favorite one and why? You know, that's funny. I get asked that quite often. And it's kind of like asking me which child is my favorite child because... (laughs) They're all labors of love, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they really are. It's it's really hard. I love them all because um, they all deliver a specific message to uh, children uh, that have various situations in their life of difficulties that they have to deal with. So I really can't choose one. I guess if I have to, if I was forced to, I would just say Fast Freddy, the first one, only because he was my first one. Mm. But I love the new book that I just completed. We just released called God's Gift. This one is really extremely unique because it's the story between a Christian turtle and a Jewish starfish, and they argue over who gets the most presents, either Hanukkah or Christmas. And through the story, they learn each other's values and religions, and it's they learn that it's not about the toys and the presents. It's about God's gift of the Messiah for the Christians and the gift of light to the Jews and the gifts that God provides and that they're to be thankful and loving and accepting for others for their differences. Mm-hmm. So, and there's two plush toys that go with that. They're really cute, oh. the little turtle, little, <laughs> yeah, the turtle and the starfish, yeah. they're adorable. That's oh, beautiful. I'm going to have to order one now because I want. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great message of, like, equality as well. Yeah. You know, you've got the differences between the two religions, but, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's, like, you know, love and, like, community and, like, mm-hmm. really placing emphasis on, like, important values to us. And I think that's really beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's important for teenagers, too, to, because they're role models to the little, their little brothers and sisters. Uh, I think they should sit down and they should read these types of books to, to the little ones and show an example of, you know, love and compassion and, and being thankful for the blessings they've received from the Lord as well. They have Your actions speak a lot louder than the words. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So... With your books and the journey that you've been through and and all the hard work that you've put in, what is your support system like? Oh, it's great. I have um, my husband who's been just wonderful because uh, he has helped me to invest into this mission of the manufacturing of the books and the promoting of the books. And that can get be quite expensive. And but we feel that the Lord, this is the Lord's mission, and He will let it be successful. Um, I also have all the teachers. When we originally, when I originally wrote the books, I I did some galleys, which are like dummy books with the illustrations, and mm-hmm. I sent them to the local preschool teachers, and I asked them their opinions first. And they were so overwhelmed with, they said, please, we need more books like this for, for children. And then I could see God's hand in all of this. The illustrator, uh, my editor, the people who even print the book, uh, I hired them based on their abilities and finding out later that they, were, that they all are strong Christians. Mm-hmm. So I can see God's hand in orchestrating all of this and putting it all together. Um, 
So I'm just so thankful for all of that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's it's a really, it's, it's, wow, that's, it's neat how that came together as well, where like, I guess if you have people who like really believe in a certain message, then, you know, you'll have a beautiful product like your book. And so um, I've been kind of uh, wondering about this. Uh, since you mentioned in the first segment that uh, you do have two adult children, uh, 24 and 25, um, did raising them help you kind of develop like the ideas for the books and like how, how you wrote the books? Like, was there any connection between your raising them a certain way and then like later putting those lessons that you learned uh, through raising them in your books? Well, yes. But what happened was I would see my children interacting. My children went to Christian schools in their young lives and I would see the interaction between the kids. Um, And then when they got a little bit older, they were in a middle school, which was a Christian school also, but a lot of Jewish children attended that school as well. And I would see them arguing over this very, uh, you know, um, debate about who gets more toys, Christmas or Hanukkah. So it was through the struggles that I seen my kids go through, the obstacles that they faced. Um, For example, there was one little girl who bragged all the time in elementary school. But we realized that she bragged because she really was quite poor. She didn't have very much. So that was her way of compensating and trying to be equal with with the other kids. So a lot of that, a lot of what they went through, uh, a lot of what I went through when I was young as a child, too, a lot of that feeds in there. But before I write anything, I'm always asking the Holy Spirit to guide me. I want it all to be from God and of God and, and for God and for his purpose, this message. So I'm always praying that as well. You know, you asked me about my support system. I forgot, too. My assistant is wonderful, uh, Kirsten Rangel. She's 24, and she is so nice to have a young person on, on board because, as you know, I'm older. I have, you know, older children. And she the, the she is just so supportive. My daughter's so supportive. It's just so great to be around uh, young adults that are just, ex- you know, excited as I am about, about doing this type of work. Mm -hmm. wow yeah and like again it's the whole yeah and it's like it's like that whole um theme of like once you connect you can really kind of make this whole entire like project and I think that's really really amazing that you're able to have a lot of people who really believe in the message that you're spreading um and so I you definitely have a very strong faith in Uh, God and in you know the Christian message and there's definitely like amazing values in the Christian religion that you know really should be you know used as you're using them to kind of lead kids in the right way Um, so were you always so devout of a Christian or did your faith kind of develop over time as you went through a lot of new experiences well when I was a child I was quite poor and my mother was very loving. I was raised just by my mother. I always saw we had a huge picture of Jesus hung in our house. I saw him all the time. She taught me to pray to him. So from a very young age, I was close to Jesus. And then as my mother got older, she became ill. And I got closer to Jesus during that time because only having my mother, I didn't want anything to happen to her. So at 15, I was really, really praying hard. And so I've always been close to the Lord. Um, And it wasn't until I got older and I had my own children that I even became closer because I wanted to make sure that I raised them uh, in that strong foundation of the Lord to believe in him and to trust in him. 
Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a journey. It's been a path. Um, I'm I'm amazed and I'm thankful for where where the Lord has taken me. Uh, knowledge is true. Knowledge is key in many ways, and everything you do it, it, it molds your character. It shapes who you are. When you know God's word, you can become more like Christ, and you can be a light in the world to to bring the, uh, the uh, uh, salvation to others through the message. So I encourage young adults to really get into their Bible, really, uh, really study. And I'll tell you, we go to um, schools, and I read to schools also to the little ones. And it's amazing. I'll say, how many of you pray? Who do you pray to? I ask them. And the main thing they yell out is God. Hardly ever do I hear the word Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so after we're done with our stories talking to them, I'll ask them at the end again, who do you pray to? And they will all say Jesus or Jesus and God, because we have to, our children have to learn that it's, that Jesus is extremely important. When they're little, we're always talking about God and God, what God does. We need to talk about what Jesus does. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just so thankful that I've you know, had the education. I've grown in my faith and I continue to grow in my faith and I continue to learn. Definitely. It's a never ending process. Oh, yeah. It's always there's always room to grow in your faith. And I read on your website uh, that you lead a women's group. Can you tell us a little bit about that and and what you do? Oh, I don't lead a women. I don't lead a women's group. Um, I've I've been in women's group and I used to have a Bible study. um, I no longer lead a women's group. Uh, What I do is I I do go to churches and speak to women on the biblical concept of the bride of Christ. And it's interesting to know that we are royalty. We have so many women that are hurting out there who believe they are what the world tells them who they are. Mm -hmm. Or teenagers or young children. They believe they are what they've been labeled by by the world. Uh, Mm -hmm. Stupid, dumb, evil, whatever it may be. Ugly, fat. And so this message teaches and... um, that they need to know that they are really a royal priesthood. They are uh, married to the king of kings. They are not what the world tells them they are. They are who they are in Christ. And so they need to take on that identity and to be proud and to be thankful and to know their true value. Uh, Their value is not here on earth. Their value is what is in heaven. We are just temporarily here for a short period of time, but we will re- reign with him for all eternity. And it's great. You, you can go through the Bible and you can see the various ways that the Lord has allowed women to come to the forefront to see who they, who they really are in Christ. Yeah. The first, you know, through the first message uh, was not given to Joseph that, his wife will have a child. It was to Mary that she will have a child. Mm-hmm. The first one to see the risen Christ was a woman. There's just so many examples of what what the of, of, of types of Christ through the women in Bible, in the Bible, exactly. and it's just amazing. We are royalty. We are yeah. cho- chosen royalty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like that's female very, power, man. Very valuable to know, especially right now. I feel like the insecurities and the labeling and the stereotyping from society is actually getting the influence of that negativity is becoming um apparent younger to younger girls and it's beginning to be younger and younger and 
there are little girls that I know at the daycare that I'm with, and they're barely five years old, and I can see the influences from that um, and from the negativity of society already prominent in a five-year-old girl's life, which is actually very scary. So I'm really glad that you um, spread that message. Thank you. I'm just so happy to do so because it's just, it's, it's amazing. If you know who you are in Christ, there's nothing in the world and there's no one in the world that can hurt you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Land, for being on the show today. It was so great to have you on Express Yourself. And it was wonderful to hear about all the amazing messages that you have. Again, guys, if you want to check out Leanne's website, which I highly suggest you do, go to glmpublishing.net to find out about her series and everything that she does. And during the break, be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for the Be the Star You Are 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. And for more info about that, you can go under events at our website at www.btsya.org. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for more information about our show. When we come back, we will continue our inspiring conversation on Thanksgiving. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Brigitte Gia. We have our very own Alex Palakos here with us with a new installment of his segment, Health Wrap. Hi, Alex. Hello. Hi, guys. This is Alex Palakos, and this is the Health Wrap. The theme of tonight's show is the gift of Thanksgiving. Because Thanksgiving is such a wonderful holiday, and so many families get together to give thanks... The Health Wrap wants to make sure it is a safe holiday for all. Thanksgiving is not just a time for families to give thanks. It is also a time for the wonderful experience of being all together to share a traditional Thanksgiving dinner. And for most people, the star of the traditional Thanksgiving dinner is the turkey. In fact, there will be over 51 million turkeys eaten in the United States this Thanksgiving. Unfortunately, there will be some people getting sick from undercooked turkeys. The government does not collect statistics on how many foodborne illnesses occur on Thanksgiving, but the Center, the Center for Disease Control estimates that foodborne diseases each year cause roughly one in six Americans, or 48 million people, to get sick each year, hospitalizing 128,000 
and killing 3,000. Bacterial contamination is especially high with raw poultry, including turkey. The, the health wrap wants to take a look at some tips for preparing your turkey properly to keep Thanksgiving healthy for all. The two most common bacteria associated with turkeys are Campylobacter and Salmonella. These bacteria can't grow until the temperature hits 41 degrees Fahrenheit, and they are killed off when the thermometer reaches 165. A turkey that's not cooked properly can lead to the growth of Salmonella and other bacteria, which can cause someone who's infected to have diarrhea, fever, and stomach cramps for 8 to 72 hours. Most healthy people can recover within a few days without specific treatment, though if a person becomes dehydrated, then he or she could end up in the hospital. How can you make sure the turkey is done? Try inserting a good digital thermometer into the meatiest parts of the turkey, at least four or five different spots. Stay away from the bone as that will give you a false reading. If you are getting at least 165 degrees on the thermometer in all places, your turkey is done and is safe to eat. Another tip to avoid an undercooked turkey is to not stuff the turkey. It is often the case that the turkey gets overcooked in an effort to make sure the stuffing is cooked. The stuffing, since it is inside the turkey, must also get heated to 165 degrees. But to get the, the stuffing to 165, the turkey itself starts getting overcooked. What tends to happen is that the person cooking the turkey sees the turkey getting overcooked and takes it out too soon before the stuffing is safe. According to the experts, it is the undercooked stuffing that poses the real risk. The solution is simple. Cook your stuffing separate. There is another thing that you should watch out for when preparing a turkey dinner. Believe it or not, health experts advise against rinsing the outside of your uncooked turkey in the sink. I admit, that one surprised me, because I know my mother always rinses her chickens and turkeys before cooking them. The problem with rinsing your turkey is that harmful bacteria are often embedded in the surface of the skin. When you turn on the faucet and the water hits the surface of the turkey, the faucet water hits bacterial pathogens. They actually become airborne and land all over your kitchen counter, the faucet, and you. There's no need to do this since cooking will kill all the bacteria. But you still need to clean and sanitize your counter and any kitchen equipment that touches the raw bird. And finally, let me just add a word about thawing your turkey if you buy a frozen one. But do not thaw out the refrigerator as that allows the bacteria to grow. The best way is to thaw in the refrigerator. A 16-pound turkey will take almost four days to thaw in the refrigerator. If any of you listeners are helping mom on this Thanksgiving, you might want to share some of those healthy tips with her. Awesome. I know that I always find my dad in the kitchen. He's the one that likes to cook the turkey. He loves to um, prepare everything, and I think that might be because my mom's a vegetarian. So... <laughs> Uh, my dad is always looking for new things to do. This year, he was thinking um, he wants to do a duck for Thanksgiving. So, you know, it's always best to find out, you know, new ways to cook safely, especially if you're doing something new. Mm -hmm. But um, thank you so much, Alex. That was actually very interesting and very informative. So are there any other dangers about Thanksgiving that you can share with us? Well, yeah, here's one for you. How about fire danger on Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. The U.S. Fire Administration statistics show that more than 4,000 fires occur on Thanksgiving Day. You won't believe one of the biggest reasons for Thanksgiving fires. Deep fried turkeys. 
Each Thanksgiving, accidents with deep-frying turkeys cause about five deaths, 60 injuries, and the destruction of 900 homes and more than $15 million in property damage. It might be best to just stick with traditional oven cooking. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> That's it. I don't think I'm ever yeah. going to see my anytime soon, though. <laughs> yeah, I um, I I remember there was an episode of like, uh, you know that one show on Disney Channel, Good Luck Charlie, where they tried to dip, deep fry their turkey and it just turned <gasps> oh. out horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, I remember oh. that. Yeah, you know, you definitely don't want (laughs) to have that happen. And yeah, like, that's so dangerous. But um, Healthy and dangerous. I I know. But, like, Alex, does that mean that Thanksgiving is, like, a dangerous holiday overall? You know, that's a really good question. And as it so happens, Thanksgiving is actually the deadliest holiday of the year. It has nothing to do with uh, undercooked turkey or deep frying accident. Nearly five times as many people are killed in traffic accidents on Thanksgiving Day than a typical day, even more than New Year's Eve. The Automobile Association of America says that the combined factors of more than 50% more drivers on the road on Thanksgiving Day and higher than usual alcohol consumption combined for such a high statistic. In concluding, I hope our listeners have a wonderful Thanksgiving and take time to reflect on what they are truly thankful for. Please be sure your turkey is cooked, and be very careful if you are driving on the road this holiday. Happy Thanksgiving. Awesome. I'm super, super stoked to see all my family for Thanksgiving and hear about everybody's stories. Um, one thing that I did want to ask you, Alex, what do you and your family do for Thanksgiving? Is there anything you know unusual or something that isn't exactly the same um, that other families do. Do you guys have any cool traditions? Um, I wouldn't say anything unique. We pretty much do the the pretty standard. We have turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. You know, and <laughs> the family gets turkey. together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, clean turkey. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Um, it's it's funny because like. I come from an Asian American household, so we do we do try to do turkey stuffing us uh, and like uh, I think one year we had a lasagna, which was pretty interesting. But um, cool. it's it, it's kind of like neat because I get to experience kind of uh, the best of both worlds. You know, I was born here, but uh, in in this uh, in the states, but I have you know family that comes. Uh, that's grown up in China and so they'll come here and they'll kind of we have like a giant potluck with um, a localized kind of part of the Chinese community where uh, since all a lot of Chinese families are connected by like social media uh, we all kind of get together and share both turkey and like the traditional uh, Thanksgiving food and we also share stuff like dumplings and like noodles and all of these different you know, Chinese foods that are really cool. And so I just thought that was neat that you can have this American tradition and kind of bring in America's like melting pot roots into it. And I get to see that every Thanksgiving, which (laughs) I thought was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's like, wow. Um, And so I, you know, sometimes we do get lazy, though. Sometimes we do go out and like, eat food um, at a restaurant. There's one place that's always open in my area that we always go to every year when we're feeling really lazy. And so do you guys have any, you know, favorite places to celebrate Thanksgiving or like favorite, you know, locations that you go to? 
Um, well, when I was younger, we don't exactly do this anymore, unfortunately. I really wish we did. Oh. But, yeah, one of my family members was in the military, and they had this thing, I think it was at Newport Beach in Mm -hmm. California, where they had these houses that were reserved um, for people on this list that had family members in the military. And they were just like these little condos on on the beach, and they were on the sand, and literally you would walk right out the sliding glass door, and there would be the water like right there and we would have at least two or three uh condos that were saved for us and put on reserve and no. pretty much my yeah it was really really cool and pretty much my entire uh half of my mom's side of the family would go and stay in those houses and we would all have thanksgiving dinner out there and we would stay in there for a couple days and we would have um, just an awesome time sitting on the beach and watching the waves oh. crash on the shore while eating our turkey and our mashed potatoes and stuff like that. But, um, you know, now instead of going there, we go to Balboa Beach in California and we sit at a table and we have, like, all these um, little fun games that we play on the grass. You know, everybody will bring their baseball glove and we'll play catch on the grass and then um, we'll play some frisbee, and it's just—it's really, really fun. And it's just being able to get together with my family, and mm-hmm. we just go to the beach, which is crazy. Oh wow, that's so nice. That's that's so, like, it's just really, really. Oh, <laughs> really yeah. Like you know, a lot of people go oh. to like the grandma's house and sit around the table, but we go to the beach and get sand in our food. <laughs> yeah, and you guess it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, uh, thank both of you for this, like, awesome segment, and, like, we talked about so many cool things that each of us do on Thanksgiving. Uh, thank you, Alex, for this amazingly enlightening uh, segment about yeah. turkey properly. Giving. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, sadly, we do have no more time. Um, thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineer, Matt. Thanks to our guests and reporters from around across the world and thank you our listeners for making us a top rated program I'm Brigitte Gia and I'm Asia Gonzalez you have been listening to Express Yourself an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens for more info on our creative community go to www.btsya.org and our main site at www.bethestarur.org until next week remember be kind give thanks and be here speak up speak out and express yourself Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines if you would let yourself